Um, so hello, welcome everybody. Happy New Year. Um, yeah, the, actually, uh, Ileana mentioned my book, uh, the Daily Reflections book, and that actually came out just last year uh, around this time in January. So it's a by the name, you can tell it's like got reflections for every day. <laughs> so if you're into that sort of thing and you want to start your year off, it's a good time to start that. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, uh, I've been really in my, into my practice lately. It's interesting. Um, you know, I've been doing this meditation for, well, this year it'll be 42 years, <laughs> this kind of practice and, you know, uh, many, many retreats and trainings over those years. And, and as with any aspect of your life that takes that long, there's a lot of different um, kind of ups and downs. And, and I think with meditation, two kind of plateaus. And um, so I've been sort of enjoying being in a different place, uh, more kind of inspired than I've been in, in the last couple of years. Um, and so I'm kind of, I think I'm going to kind of make this an evening that's mostly focused on meditation and not just meditating, but kind of talking about practice. And so I'm going to uh, take questions about meditation after we do the, the sit, uh, which I don't usually do here on Zoom. I usually do that at Spirit Rock, but um, have not been doing that at, on Zoom. So, so we'll sit for about half an hour, then I'll take some questions about meditation, then we'll have a little break, and then I'll give a talk. And then there'll probably be time at the end for other questions. Um, yeah, I, you know, I often, um, in this class, since it's once a month, I'll often kind of refer to like the step of the month. And, um, and obviously, meditation, if you know the 12 steps, is not part of step one. It's part of step 11. But it's also a time of year when we renew our commitment to practice. And, and in that way, I hope that this will be kind of a, a step one uh, for your meditation tonight to kind of hopefully maybe give you some inspiration and motivation. Um, we are uh, each really responsible for our own practice. You know, I've, I've been uh, part of a teacher training, mentoring people to become mindfulness teachers for the last few years. And one of the things that I talk about with them, and it's kind of been a subject with many of them lately, is that as a meditation teacher or a Dharma teacher, it's not really an educational model where you're just trying to give people information because the student, if you will, has to practice, has to do the work for themselves. The teacher can't just tell you 
what meditation is, and then you write that down, and then you know. You have to step into it yourself. Ayakema, the great uh, German Buddhist nun, uh, described it. She would say that um, you have to take a bite of the mango. It doesn't matter what somebody tells you about a mango. You won't know what it is until you've taken a bite of it. And the same is true of meditation. So, so then the question becomes, well, what is my job if it's not to transmit information? And it's, and certainly that's, that's an element of it. But, but I think my job is to inspire people and motivate them to practice. Uh, and there are many ways that we can try to do that. I can try to do that. Uh, I think, you know, the, to me, the way the Buddha kind of does that is that he tries to help people see the nature of reality and, and particularly see how they create suffering, how they create suffering for their, in their own lives. And that the, should motivate them to do the work to end that suffering. And then, the, then we offer the tools for how to do that, the practices of mindfulness, loving kindness, concentration practices, all those tools. But it's, it's kind of helping people to see why they need to do this uh, if they want to, you know, be free or be free from suffering or um, whatever it is we're seeking. Peace, I think, is another thing we might be seeking. So that's actually a little more than I probably normally would say when we start, but uh, it's, it's not enough, I think, to say you should meditate, you know, or even I should meditate, you know, to ourselves. We have to have uh, some strong motivation because it, it takes discipline to show up. You know, and it's, it's very much like the recovery process. We, recover, we get into recovery because of the suffering we've experienced. And we have to stay motivated in that because it's easy to, to relapse. And I would say that we also have to keep getting inspired that, uh, you know, one day's inspiration isn't necessarily going to carry us the next day. So each day we have to find kind of our purpose and our motivation. And the thing that, uh, that ties the two together in, in one sense, that ties recovery and the Dharma and meditation together is mindfulness because that awareness, mindfulness of my felt experience is what reveals to me my suffering. And it's the thing that shows me ultimately that I need to let go of my addiction. Um, and, and it also shows me the, the freedom, the joy that comes when I let go of that addiction. Okay, enough words to get started.
So just settling into your meditation posture. Hmm. Well, the way we sit is important. Just the way we hold our body. We want to be upright, if that's possible. You know, if you have problems, physical problems that make it difficult or unworkable to sit up, then lying down is certainly a viable meditation posture. Just generally, it's best to keep the eyes at least partially open if you're lying down because it's easy to fall asleep. And you can close your eyes if you're upright or just lower your gaze a bit and turning the attention inward. And first, just feeling your body sitting and noticing how you're holding your body. Are you situated in a way that you can sustain your stillness? The stillness is hugely supportive of our meditation practice. It helps us with concentration and with focus. much less distracting than when you find yourself moving or fidgeting. So just feeling the body. Maybe I'm having a sense of just how, how you are right now. Or Physical experience is changing every moment. But are you tired or stressed? Are you alert or relaxed? Tense? Just acknowledging. It might be a combination of different sensations and energies right now. Just noticing what's present in the body. Seeing if you can relax any points of tension. It's helpful to release the shoulders. to relax the jaw. To soften the belly. And connecting with the breath, the breath in the body. 
You might take a long breath. Just to get more contact with the breath. So at first, just feeling that movement, the breath moving deeply into the body, in and out, rising and falling. Then letting the attention land at one particular point, such as the tip of the nose or the belly. Letting the attention be at this one point, feeling sensations. Watching the breath come and go. So this simple practice is timeless, ancient. The practice of the Buddha. The breath is always present, it's never in the past or the future. It's always just here now. As simple as the breath is, it's not always easy to stay with it. The attention gets carried away, hijacked. 
by thoughts and feelings, sounds, other sensations. So we have to bring some determination, certain gentle persistence to return to the breath whenever we get lost. Sometimes whatever is drawing us away from the breath becomes so insistent that it's more helpful to turn our attention to that. One place this can happen is around strong emotions, underlying feelings. And those kinds of feelings can often trigger kind of flood of thoughts. So if you're finding really an intense outpouring of thoughts in the mind. Try turning your attention to the felt experience. What is the mood or emotion or energetic state that's triggering these thoughts? This is a delicate practice because the reason the thoughts are arising is because we don't want to feel the feelings. So we have to approach the felt state carefully and gently and kindly, opening and breathing breathing into the feeling, letting the feeling move through us. We might discover the energetic nature of emotions, 
This means that they are not static or solid. And indeed, in the course of a period of meditation, many feelings may come and go. Our job is to observe, to know them as they appear, but not to try to control them or struggle with them. Just feel the feelings. And once you've really opened, maybe come back to the breath. Not trying to get away from the feeling or pushing them away, but also not feeding them, just allowing them to be. And sometimes such feelings will actually be pleasant feelings. Here too, we can turn to the feeling, breathe with the feeling. The breath is always our reliable companion in this work. At a certain point, you might find that it's just the breath now, just awareness of the breath again. As the thoughts and feelings lose their energy, their momentum, and a natural stillness comes over the heart and mind.
as we sit, we may pass through a variety of experiences. We may get sleepy or restless. We may get caught in some story in the mind or a fantasy. It's a certain determination to be willing to continue to return to the breath. You might find yourself seeking out more entertainment or more pleasure, something more interesting. And yet, if we can stay with it, just the experience of mindful breathing can become a delightful one. Very intimate, peaceful.
All right. It's still a little bit odd, even after two years, teaching meditation on Zoom and just like letting it be silent. <laughs> I always feel a little guilty, like I should be talking the whole time, but you know, it's you guys don't need me to talk the whole time. You probably want me to shut up. So, um, so I, I, as I said before, I'd like to just open it up for questions about meditation practice um, right now and see if there are any, you know, just any kind of question really. Oh, good, wonderful. Do some loving kindness meditation. And then we'll wrap it up. Ah, so uh, just settling into the body again, and the breath. And having a sense of softening, softening the belly, softening the heart, opening the chest. Bringing to mind someone who's very dear to you, someone who it's easy to love. And you can use words, phrases of loving kindness, like, may you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be safe. Or you can just have a sense of holding them or sending love, radiating, we call it. I like to imagine holding someone or having them close to me. This dear one. We can offer them love, but we can also receive love from this dear one. Just sensing that you are loved, that you are held. And between you and around you, you create a kind of field of loving energy radiating from your hearts to each other. And then you can begin to invite others into this field of loving energy. Other dear ones, family or friends, those who are close, with. May you be happy, peaceful, and safe. 
this field of loving energy growing, all these people sharing and interchanging loving kindness from their hearts. And we start to invite in more people, neighbors, acquaintances, start to see that there are so many people on this planet. Each of them wants love. Each of them wants to give love and to receive love. So we welcome them all. Even those we have difficulty with. We receive everyone, we invite everyone to this field of loving energy. Sensing the shared connection, a humanness below the perceived separations and differences. Seeing that our longing for happiness and love, unifies us. Somehow as humans, we create so much conflict through greed, through hatred, through our ignorance and delusion, confusion. But as we grow in our spiritual path, as we evolve, we start to see that even those unskillful actions are driven by a longing, a longing to feel safe, to feel love, to feel connection. So may our practice and our our loving kindness, may it radiate outward, touch everyone on this planet. May it help in this work of bringing harmony. May it give us the strength to stay with love, 
to stay with compassion even in the face of conflict and struggle. May we find a way to bring peace and healing to all the beings and to the planet itself. May we bring love to this beautiful planet. May all beings be free from suffering. All right. Thank you all very much for showing up and for showing up for yourselves. Hope to see you. I'm teaching regularly. If you go to my website, kevingriffin.net, I have a couple of classes on Zoom each week um, that you are invited to come to. And um, yeah, otherwise see you back here in February. Blessings. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.